This is Teachers Talk Radio, and you are listening live. Well, good morning, and welcome to the Friday morning break with me, Dr. Poppy Gibson. And I am so excited. I've been counting down the days to today because we have got a very special guest here with us this morning. Good morning, Phil. But I'm very pleased you're here with us because we have got a very special show today with you, Phil, all about learning through play and a focus on what I think all of our listeners can agree is one of the most timeless products ever to exist and that is Lego. And I'm sure those of us listening know that the one default present for nieces, nephews, children, Lego is always a good go-to present. So Phil, welcome. And I'm hoping maybe you can start us off by tell us a little bit about yourself, about your background. I mean, so amazing, all the things that you have done in your education career. Uh, So maybe just give us a little bit bit of taste of, of who you are, please, Phil. Okay, thank you very much, Poppy, and, and hello, everyone. Um, really excited to be here. Uh, I need to say to, before we start anything else. So I have spent uh, many years in the classroom, like many of our listeners, as a secondary school teacher, um, with a focus on IT and business and economics. So have an understanding of what IT is like in the classroom uh, and the frustrations that that can bring, and also. Um, the importance of doing things in different ways because if yep. you deliver the same thing for every lesson, for every subject, we're all going to get bored, aren't we? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I think uh, that's the one real thing you're going to inspire us with today, Phil, is how we keep the joy in the education system. Oh, well, I certainly hope so. Because, um, <laughs> uh, you know, um, Lego is certainly fun. And um, I'm surrounded by Lego as we speak. Oh, no, we're all feeling jealous now, Phil. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Was Lego a favourite toy of yours when you were younger? Um, Well, put it this way, as I have um, recently found in my parents' house the box of Lego that I had when I was a child, I think the answer to that question is yes. Um, (laughs) And I think the secondary question I have to know is, uh, within that box of childhood Lego, were there those models that you ever refused to break, you know, that had to be built and remain built? (laughs) Uh, they are all back in their box, um, so they oh, wow. need to um, be rebuilt. Um, so it just just proves that you know Lego is that some of those Lego sets are thirty five years old, um, and Incredible. they would still in still inspire the same fun, enjoyment, uh, problem solving um, that you would you get from you know opening that box of Lego and uh, delving in with your hands. Uh, and we know some people like to follow the instructions religiously, and we know other people just like to throw the instructions out the window and just build. <laughs> Wonderful. And I know some of the, the amazing Lego things I see for adults. Like I saw someone recently on my social media had um, an, an adult had made this beautiful like Lego bonsai tree. I didn't even know like Lego for adults was a thing. Yeah, it, it is uh, massively um, because obviously the Lego group is quite big. Uh, we will cover that in a little bit more big detail later. And edu- Lego education is just one part of uh, the Lego brand uh, that is out there. But that's the bit that's specific to schools, colleges, um, and actually um, we'll come into more detail, but links to the national curriculum. Excellent. Uh, absolutely fantastic. Incredible, so, Phil. I can't wait. I've got so many questions for you today. <laughs> um, you so, so let's just start then. Um, tell us a bit more then about, you know, your daily role, the company and, and what kind of day to day looks like in the life of Phil Wheeler. 
So uh, I work for a company called GTEC. We're based in Ipswich in Suffolk, but we cover the whole of the UK and Ireland. Uh, and we are a Google partner, but uh, we're not here to talk about Google today. We're here to talk about uh, Lego Education. Uh, and we're a Lego Education partner, which means we partner with Lego Education, which is part of the Lego group. Uh, and we store in the warehouse the boxes of uh, Lego Education, which we sell directly into schools. Uh, and through our network of uh, MSPs. Um, so these are companies that are working with schools in more localized areas. We supply them and then they sell on into schools. But we also visit schools, and this is the, the real sort of fun bit, uh, and demonstrate how Lego works live with the children. So Excellent. we can come into school and we can take over a period of the day. So that might be a lesson. It might be a half a day. It might be a full day uh, with age ranges from really small primary up to top end secondary. Wow, incredible, which again just shows that that real timeless joy that we can find in Lego at any age, right? Absolutely. So you put Lego on the table, um, you don't get the opportunity to talk much because you've just got to let them get in there uh, and show their creativity off. Um, which is just great. Excellent. Thanks, Phil. And I have to admit, um, I was fangirling a bit over your GTech website this morning before talking <laughs> to you. Just just really inspiring. And because um, I used to be a primary school teacher, Phil, which I think you know, and I was head of computing yep. for four years. And I and I have to agree that the most fun thing that my pupils used to look forward to was our Wednesday afternoon Lego education. So I can totally see that that creativity, that joy that, um, that GTech can bring into our schools. So really exciting. And I loved um, there was that infograph I saw on your website, actually, and we'll share details with the listeners later about um, how they can find your GTEC website. But that, that really nice infograph you've got that's just called Bringing Joy to Learning. And I think that's what I really felt as a primary school teacher was it just brought joy. It brought this purposeful play, this collaboration, this curiosity, this creativity that although we can find in, in many other lessons, you know, all lessons, arguably, um, just that way to have that kind of blank slate with their learning but but such in such a structured and logical way I don't think you can find in in any other resource no absolutely not and especially with the with the past two and a bit years that we've had uh, and we won't dwell on what's happened uh, you know since 2019 uh, because the education system is still getting back on its feet um, uh, and there's lots that we need to do but bringing that fun and enjoyment back into the classroom uh, it's just one extra way that Lego Education can do that, uh, as well as helping you open up all of the skills that we need to get done uh, and catch up with all of the knowledge. Um, so it's a fantastic tool of breaking things up. Um, and I, I use the term breaking things up because we do have to pack it down and put it back into the box so it's ready for next time. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, um, you know, go again. Uh, but it's just a, it's a fantastic way of highlighting different skills. And we will come on to some of the skills that, um, that children get out of this, I'm sure. Um, but, yeah, just it, it's lovely. It's great, isn't it? Fantastic. Fantastic. I know everyone listening now just wants to have a box of Lego in front of them. Um, OK, so, so let's strip it back then, Phil, because we've called your show today Learning Through Play. So I'm really interested then, how would you define learning through play and, and why is this so important? Uh, well, I'm going to take 
from the Lego Foundation, their definition of learning through play uh, and what it does is because if you go back to our childhoods, we can all hopefully remember a time in our childhoods where we, you know, if someone said, what did you do when you played when you were younger? We can, um, we can remember it. It might be things like building a treehouse, climbing trees um, mm -hmm. for a certain uh, listeners of a certain age. Um, <laughs> Me included. <laughs> Uh, you know, riding around on our bikes, um, and, it, and it, st it stays in our brain. And why does it stay in our brain? Um, well, maybe you'd be able to best answer that with your psychology background. But you know, from, from where I'm coming from, it stays in the brain because it was fun, it was memorable, mm -hmm. uh, and we hold on to that memory because it was enjoyable. Um, and when actually we look at young children, and I'm talking about babies who just crawl now, uh, we put them on the mat. Uh, and we let them explore their environment around them. Uh, and they pick things up, they bite them, they put things down because they don't like the taste of it. But that's how they're finding out about their environment. Uh, and then obviously when we get bigger, we go to school, we're, we're still learning about our environment. And we pick things up, we look at it, we put it down, mm -hmm. we take things apart. Um, if we take things apart, sometimes we can't put things back together again. But it, it's, um, you know, it, it's a learning curve and it's, an, and it's a, a way of finding out stuff. So that's inherent. That's what we do as humans from a really young age before we get to a formal education system. So if you carry on, um, you know, play unlocks essential skills. Um, it boosts well-being for life uh, and plays for everyone because everyone plays from a young age. Amazing. So the, the one thing we can all relate to is what you're saying. We we can all relate through play. And I think as well, Phil, I can't believe we're um, slightly off topic, but a year since the Russian invasion um, of Ukraine. And the one thing that I found is that things like Lego and play just transcend boundaries. You've had so many children come into the UK, into our schools. When you get out some some Lego or some paint in front of them, they can interact with these resources. And I think that's why, you know, the, the kind of things that GTEC offer are universal, aren't they? Absolutely. I mean, uh, when obviously we delve into Lego education, it, it comes with an app which you can use on uh, the various bits of software. It is uh, device agnostic as well, so it will work on your existing systems. Uh, you can click onto the flag and there are loads of different countries that will then produce the lessons in that language of that country. oh wow that's so cool so it does go international whilst um you know i can only help within the uk and ireland um but, you know lego education does transcend the world and i know we have a global audience listening today so there will be partners in your country that you'll be able to go and tap into more information um and if you don't know who they are we will help you get in contact with them so let, let us know and we can direct you in the right place that's so exciting. Thank you for that, Phil. Um, so to pick up on something you mentioned there where you were talking about, you know, how valuable play is because we're learning about the environment, learning about the world around us. Can you maybe explain a bit more about the skills that this builds when, when we're playing? So if you, um, you know, so when we do this live in, in person with, with adults, with teachers, we have a six brick activity. Uh, and if you type in six bricks to Google, you'll get lots of bits of information uh, about what the thinking is behind that six bricks. But you take random six bricks, and we can do this with children in the classroom, open the box of Lego and take six random bricks out and build something. It doesn't matter what it is. So I'm holding now my Lego duck. I uh, 
carry around with me. Uh, he comes around the UK with me. Uh, and that is six random bricks uh, of Lego. And then you can make a duck. And you, we give people you know, 30 seconds to build a duck. Mm-hmm. So what they have to do is um, you, know, you have to think, well, what's a duck look like? Uh, and you might picture a mallard, which is green and brown. And then you look at your bricks and you think, well, I've got red and yellow. So that's not helping me. So panic sets in. Um, and then all of a sudden, ducks appear within 30 seconds because <laughs> our hands actually know more than our brain think they know. We just kick in. We look at the bricks, we put them together, and we build a duck. And we get fantastic designs. Uh, and you've only got to go onto our uh, Instagram account to have a look at the various different designs of ducks that we've seen come out. Um, oh, amazing. What, what's your Instagram handle there, Phil? Just drop that for us for those people so, listening. Well, we can have a look. well the, the duck is very demanding and he's got his own. Um, <laughs> okay, I'm going to follow right now. Right, tell, tell <laughs> us the handle. <laughs> so we've got uh, at UK Lego Duck. Um, so he's out there. We've got uh, at GTEC Schools on Twitter, which pushes stuff out. And of course, we've got mine at one Phil Wheeler. Um, so you can follow those. We'll pop them into the chat. Um, so people oh, I realise I'm already following it. UK Lego Duck. <laughs> yes. <he laughs> of course, is. why would I not be? I mean, that's probably the best thing on Instagram. <laughs> Thank you very much. The Duck is very happy with that comment. <laughs> amazing thanks Phil. and we'll make sure we share all, all the tags later because you know so everyone can see all the amazing things you're doing okay fantastic so um so let, let's move on a bit then i love that that six bricks idea can you maybe talk to us a bit more generally than how lego education is used in in like the broader broader way mm, yeah absolutely um so i'll just touch on some of those skills as well that um you know if you take six things in oh yes yeah, sorry i think the duck the duck got me lost on a tangent over. there phil yeah, the, the duck, again he, he takes over um <laughs> so some of the things that you have to just you know think about and you don't know when you're doing it because you're just doing an activity that you've been told to do you know you will have to use memory because you've got to think what does a duck look like or what does a um thing that i've been asked to build look like um it might not work the first time so you've got to use persistence uh, you've got to have that resilience. Actually, I'm going to be successful in this. Uh, you might look around the room and take uh, ideas from other people. So it's that collaborative working, team working, um, self-assessment. Does my does my build look like what I want it to look like? Um, visual perception, um, mm-hmm. fine motor skills, of course, because you're actually physically building the bricks. Um, loads of there's about 24 skills that you could do in a 30 second brick activity wow oh my goodness um so when you start opening up the box of lego with the children in the classroom they're using lots of skills that they won't know they're using um uh for example you know you've we we get commonly um because they work in pairs when we go into schools um, i wouldn't put those two together because they have a history uh, and we've gone, okay, thanks for that bit of information. Let's see how it works. Uh, and then they get on fine because they're using different skills mm-hmm. that they may not had have the opportunity to use all the time. Um, and they, it, it brings out different things within those individuals. Um, I've got some lovely stories that we can talk to people about in more depth uh, if we've got time. Um, oh, t- tell us a lovely story, Phil. We want to hear so, a lovely story. Uh, fantastic. So I was um, I was at the school, um, uh, and there's a, a lovely young boy in that in that classroom, and it always sits directly at the end of the the teacher's desk. 
doesn't cause anyone any trouble. Um, sits there, gets on with his work quite quietly. Uh, lovely lad, you know, really polite. Um, there's a reason why he's quiet, and we, we found out why um, during the session. So we, we got the, the box open, and the first thing I like them to do is find a little minifigure called Leo, who's in the box. We'll probably talk about more about Leo later. Um, <clears throat> Leo is uh, central to the Spike Essential story, which is the, the box for primary school children. Uh, find Leo, and he put Leo on the Chromebook in front of him, looked after Leo. Um, got into the lesson, they were building, working well with his partner, and they said, this is really good. He's, he's quite uh, animated and really, really engaged in a different way instead of head down, just doing his work. He then got out of his seat, walked around the table to help some students on the other side of the table because they were stuck with something. And I said, oh, well, that's really good. Um, are you helping the others? And he went, no, I'm not, Leo is. Oh. Because he was using Leo as a way of helping other people because he didn't have the confidence to do it himself. Oh. But he did. But, oh, that's and he, that's beautiful. Uh, and, and it just allows that I can talk through my model. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's another really powerful thing as well. Uh, you can build through reflection. So what have we learned today? Build a model of what you've learned and talk about it. Mm -hmm. So it allows the students to reflect, well, actually, I've built this because I've learned X, Y, and Z. And they can talk about the model. It's also really, really powerful for talking about feelings, about, you know, um, I'm not going to touch on Lego therapy because I'm not qualified in that area, but you know, schools using it to build a model um, and reflect through that model about what's happened uh, in, a, in a particular situation um so that's again another use that it can be useful but yeah no uh, that little lad was you know always engaged but just really on his own um and he's a young carer uh and that's why he's sort of like normally quite quiet because before school he's got a job to do and after school he's got a job to do uh, yeah. as well so in a way sit, sitting down at school is a bit of a rest for him oh goodness so how lovely uh, that, that obviously that lesson really allowed him to kind of get in touch with, with himself and, and his peers. That's that's really meaningful, yeah, isn't uh, it? it? It was another way of him demonstrating a skill that he had that uh, hadn't come out in, in previous ways. So that's really interesting. Really amazing. I mean, I know a lot of a lot of our listeners, you know, who are teachers have seen when children can use puppets or, you know, teddy bears as a way of kind of projecting. But I never actually thought about doing it through Lego. That's really interesting and how that, that little character um, gave him that confidence. So that, that's really lovely, Phil. Thank you for, for bringing that to us. So let's um, talk a bit more then before I got sidetracked by the duck earlier. <laughs> Uh, and I'm also very excited because I just saw the duck has also uh, mentioned us and Teachers Talk Radio on Instagram. So I feel, I feel like a celebrity as I now. Say, he's very demanding, <laughs> but the duck is available to come around to your school and demonstrate. <gasps> can he come to universities? I might have to see if we can partner with you. <laughs> Absolutely. We, we we have gone to universities for some outreach stuff. So, um, yes, oh, amazing, absolutely. Amazing. Um, we, um, can, we can certainly arrange for the duck to make an appearance. <laughs> Don't get me too excited now, Phil, on a Friday morning. Um, okay, so so let's talk more broadly then. You, you've touched on uh, the skills and how, was it 24 skills in 30 seconds or something? Yeah, uh, and those skills will just evolve over um, over the activity. Yeah, they're not going to use them all at the same time, um, but they're going to touch on those skills 
or up to those skills throughout a, a Lego education activity, uh, which is just phenomenal. It Amazing. Blew my mind when, I, when I read that, I was like, well, that's, that's phenomenal. That's a lot of skills. <laughs> it is. Uh, so, so tell us more then. The other, the other question that I wanted to ask next, um, then how can Lego education be used? Tell us a, a bit more about that. So we've got the idea that you'll come in, you know, if we partner with GTEC, you'll come in, bring the, the Lego for the, the children to use in pairs. But, but how can it really be used in this broader way? So uh, we've got, um, as I say, within a, a Spike Essentials box, there is 45 lesson plans that are all linked to the national curriculum for primary schools. So that's um, year two up to year six. Uh, so we can open up the box, we can take um, the students through that particular lesson. So for example, one that uh, is very um, popular, should we say, is called Animal Alarm. So uh, that is where Leo's in a tent um, and he is very curious. He would like to see all of the creatures that walk past his campsite at night. So it opens up this conversation about, well, what's happening in our back gardens and in the school playground at night when we're asleep? Because there is wildlife around, you know, for example, hedgehogs. Um, you know, how do we know what happens, um, what hedgehogs get up to at night? Well, we have to film them. Well, do we have a cameraman or camera woman filming for a total film crew out there wait, waiting on the off chance that a hedgehog will decide to put in an appearance? No, it's not effective. So we have motion sensors. Um, mm -hmm. And then when it detects motion, the film starts rolling and then we find out what happens at night with hedgehogs or foxes, etc. Uh, and obviously that links into television programs because that's how they make them. So we'll go back to Leo in his tent. Leo's asleep. And he wants to see what happens when a creature walks past his campsite. And the children build the creature. Um, there's a nice instructions of how, uh, how that's done. And then they get the option to build different colored creatures later on. And there's a color sensor. Uh, and when the creature walks past the color sensor, a light comes on. So it's using that computer programming skill um, mm -hmm. to program a, a, an action after, uh, well, a reaction after an action's happened. And it's based on scratch. So it's things that children are using on a daily basis. So uh, it, it does work. They know how to use it. And then, of course, we get onto the discussions of, well, actually, a light flashing isn't necessarily going to wake Leo up. So what do we need to add to this? And they, they, they will very quickly, well, we need an alarm or we need a noise. So then the next stage of the lesson is to build in more building blocks uh, so that when the creature walks past the colour sensor, the light comes on, but also a noise happens. So Lego education lessons get very loud, very noisy, um, and we encourage that because lots of things are going on. And there will be lots of laughter, mm -hmm. um, which is always fantastic in a classroom. Um, and then that's where the formal lesson sort of stops. And we now get to free play but it's guided free play in a way. Because the next part of the lesson is, right, you now know how to code the model so it works and you've built it. What can you now do with the rest of the blocks? Uh, and unlike um, other programs, so you get through part of Animal Alarm and it will only give you three coding blocks because that's all you need at that particular time. Okay. So every, every student will have a build, because it's successfully built and it will work. 
So they will have that success criteria. I've built something and I can get it to do something. After that, it opens up the rest of the blocks for them so that they can then experiment and play around. And that's where the play element really comes in. Well, what happens if I do that? Try it. Let's find out. And then they go and try it. And they oh, this happens. Oh, wow. Yeah. You've done that. What, what have you done? And then, well, I've done this. Um, and for example, that lesson, um, you know, brings in loops. Now, I know I know that loops aren't in the key stage two, key stage one curriculum, sorry, for computer programming, but it brings mm -hmm. in the idea of a loop. So it, it's building in future skills um, that they're going to need further on. Excellent. And I think that's one thing that I really noticed on um, on GTEC's website. The first thing it says is it's about future proofing our students, isn't it? And what more could we want than preparing our young people with with that those skills? You know, all the things you mentioned there feel like the problem solving, the creativity, the social collaboration. Like these are things they're going to need for the workplace, aren't they? And for, for future life. Absolutely. So, yeah, Absolutely. I love that. I love that. And um, I did have a quick question, though. So, you know, when they're doing this activity, you say they're in pairs. Yeah. What if you have an odd number? Um, you could take it to threes um, because, you know, very rarely do we have perfect symmetry in our classrooms. Um, so you can work in a three. Um, that would work. Um, you might want to have a little bit more focus on that particular group to ensure one isn't being missed out. Mm -hmm. So they can either devise roles between them. So one might be a sorter, one might be a builder, one might be a coder. Uh, and what I have seen other people use is music, uh, two different types of music. And when the music changes, the roles change. So if you've got a sorter, they're not building, that might be a little bit boring for them. But when the music changes, they change roles. So the person I love that. who was building is becoming the sorter and the person who was sorting becomes the builder. Uh, That's and great. You, and the teacher then doesn't have to say change or there's not, it doesn't need to be a timer on the wall. Uh, mm -hmm. Or it might be that they right, you're going to build the first five instructions. And when you get to number six, swap over. Uh, I love so that. And, and such good skills there, you know, teamwork, group work, compromise. That's brilliant. And do you know what you remind me of there, Phil, actually, talking about those roles. Did you ever play that, that video game, Lemmings? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you really reminded me. You know, you had like the builder, the digger. <laughs> Uh, again, just shows how positive play does stay in our mind because I must have played that does, game about absolutely. 20 years ago and I can still remember how fun that game was. Uh, wow. So what amazing things we've talked about in the first half of this show, Phil. We're going to take a super short break for 30 seconds and we'll be back with you to ask you a bit more about how uh, how really GTEC would support teachers, maybe some of the impact. I know we've mentioned that little boy story, but maybe maybe just talking a bit more about um, how people might want to get involved with this as well. Is that okay? Absolutely fantastic. All right, brilliant. Don't go away, Phil. I'm back in a second. <laughs> this is Teachers Talk Radio, and you are listening live. So welcome to the morning break with me, Dr. Poppy Gibson. We have had the most amazing first half an hour talking with our very special guest, Phil Wheeler, here from gtech.co.uk, gtech schools, talking all about how we can learn through play with Lego education. So welcome back, Phil. Hello. 
Um, we have enjoyed hearing about some of the great things that this schools can do when they partner with GTEC and have you come in you to inspire and bring joy to their pupils. Um, I'm really interested then, my, my next question must be, what support is there for teachers so it works well and so we can really get those benefits quickly in the classroom? Absolutely, really, really important question. Radio. Because I've been in the classroom, I know what it's like when a new piece of kit turns up um, uh, and it's not, we're, we're not going to dump this on you and walk away uh, because we know what happens in those scenarios because you've got so much else to do. Um, it doesn't work because you might use it once or twice and you go, that's it, I've got to move on with other stuff. So uh, and Lego Education has thought about this as well. So um, Lego Education provider mentioned it earlier that there are fully produced lesson plans mm -hmm. for each section of Lego Education, so the boxes that you've got. And Spike Essentials, which uh, is, is one of the sets for primary schools, uh, six plus, um, that has got 45 lessons in it, all linked wow. to the actual curriculum. Okay. So lots of so, ideas. Teachers aren't trying to create their own lesson plans. It's all beautifully packaged for us, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, you will get you will get teachers creating their own lessons as well. So after they've gone through the lesson plans and they've taken ideas, they go, actually, I like the first bit of that one and the second bit of that one. Uh, mm -hmm. and, they, and they come up with their own. Uh, and there is uh, lots of information. There's Lego community forums out there where people steal ideas from other educators around the world. So because they do things in different ways. Um, so there's lots of different things that you can do just with the box and out of the box come the X45 lessons. Uh, and then you can start to, when you can become confident, come up with your own ideas. But what we will do at GTEC is we can come in and we can run a special day for you. So for example, we have um, literally done space challenge days, we've done energy transfer days, we've done theme park redesign lessons. Oh, wow. So this, is, this is really building on that learning through play and free play elements. So obviously we come in for, for, for these uh, sessions and these are probably aimed at the moment more towards the older children, maybe key stage three, the end of key stage two. Uh, in England. So we give them a box of Lego, we put, you know, a couple of slides on the screen. And we say, right, you're going to build today, whatever it is, let's say a space challenge mat. And we've got these mats printed off. Uh, and We take them around with us as well. Um, so they can see the maps, they can have a look at it. Uh, they can measure the distances, they can work on different bits of code. And we mm -hmm. just literally give them five, six minutes of this is what you're going to do and then say, right, open the box and build. And normally within a couple of seconds, someone says, where are the instructions? <laughs> because they can't find them. And I said, the instructions are in your head. And they go, they look at me with a blank look on their face and they go, because you're the designers, you're the engineers, you're gonna come up with this. Your challenge is to design your model and then get your model to move. And then some of them freeze for a period of time and then they realize that you're not going to hand them any instructions so their resilience kicks in mm -hmm. and they come up with something um and they come up with some quite wacky creative ideas um and then they go to the map they practice it it doesn't work so they have to go okay well why doesn't it work uh, and then they go away and they have a think about why it doesn't work and come back and try again 
uh, and the more successful groups are the ones that keep coming back and trying it, trying it, trying it. So that trial and error mm -hmm. aspect, uh, because there is no failure. Um, you know, it didn't work the first time. That's a learning opportunity. Why didn't it work? What do we need to change, tweak, redesign, reprogram to get it to do what I want it to do? Amazing. Sorry. And um, and Phil, one thing to pick up there, you've, re you've really given me a flashback to when I was head of computing and we had um, the books with the crocodile on the front. Uh, I, it had like a, a Lego education crocodile. And um, it, it really, it's really made me remember how the pairs were trying to build their crocodile, I think, to make his mouth open and close. And and then, yes, there would definitely be those moments where they, they couldn't figure out how to do something and they'd notice one of their, you know, neighbouring partners had their crocodile moving and mm. and just you know without the teacher even needed to like facilitate that they were saying oh what did you do and having a look at their model looking at their code and i think that that's amazing isn't it when we give pupils that agency and that autonomy in their learning it is so empowering for them like just to, to get on with it yeah absolutely i mean one of the hardest things that we find when we go into schools is um, we, we've got the kits out and I'll go back to the story with the young lad who was a, the young carer that I mentioned earlier. Um, obviously in that school we had lots of teachers in to find out what was going on which is absolutely fantastic um, and I just said to the teachers if you just observe from the side of the room what's happening if they ask you a question don't answer it let them work it out for themselves. And that was really difficult for teachers not to jump in and try and help because that's what we're sort of ingrained to do. Um, but actually allowing the children to solve their own problem builds that resilience, builds that 21st century skill that they're going to need when they leave the education system at whatever age that will be in the future and get mm -hmm. them ready for work. Because when they go into the world of work and they can't do something, uh, yes, they can ask for help, but they can't ask for help for everything that they do. They're going to have to work stuff out. And they're going to have to work stuff out fairly quickly because um, they need to be successful. Exactly. So. Fantastic. So so developing so many more skills and actually just building a successful model is everything around it. Just just so useful for that future proofing that we spoke about in the first half of the Absolutely. show. Absolutely. And many times I will hear the phrase, mine is wrong. And I say, why is it wrong? Uh, and they'll go, because it doesn't do what I want it to do. Okay. It's not wrong. It's just not right yet you haven't finished where you want it to go so go back have a look what do you want to change test it does it work great if it doesn't let's have a look delve down uh and they might need a bit of help with that but very rarely do they go i can't do it they go i just haven't done it yet i and love that phrase. yeah the power of yet i know a lot of teachers listening you know we really talk, focus on the power of yet and that whole growth mindset from carol dweck and you know don't Absolutely. don't be put off if it doesn't work fantastic advice there phil and that's the, uh, the the lego education or the lego foundation is based on 40 years of educational research this isn't just a a plastic brick, a plastic brick manufacturer in denmark churning out some education toys this is backed up with lots and lots of years of research um, uh, and you can go onto the lego foundation website just to see what is out there um, and i've been fortunate enough to go to denmark to billund uh, and actually learn from them directly of what it means and it is awe-inspiring to basically understand and i don't fully understand it because i don't think i ever could because there's that much research has gone on about how powerful this stuff is 
Wow, amazing. And and that was so you went to Lego HQ, Phil. Is that like yes, the big Lego, Lego factory? <laughs> uh, it's, it's the big Lego HQ in Billund. Um, and if anyone knows Billund, it's uh, it is basically a Lego town. Um, so cool. Where, I'm going to add two, that to my 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 bucket list. <laughs> yeah, it's where the toy factory started um, many years ago when they were making wooden toys. Uh, and you can learn about the history of the company, where it came from. Um, and they even built the airport, but I will leave that pondering so people can go and build an airport. <laughs> yes, Billund Airport was actually bought, built by Lego to get people in and out, but I'll leave it there so you can do some research and find out why, because um, we don't want to give you all the answers, obviously. Oh, wow. Okay, we can tell, we can tell you a previous teacher there, Phil. <laughs> Just <laughs> dropping some, some nuggets of curiosity, which uh, I think is what you, you do very well at GTEC. So hmm, maybe if people end up following you on Twitter and we'll throw out all those handles later, they, they can ask you more. Um, so so let's talk more then. It's, it started here in, in Billund. And, and now then, I know you've, you've already touched many times on some of the, the impact and influence that Lego Education is having. Can you maybe tell us a bit more, any more of those lovely stories you want to share about the impact? Uh, well, obviously, I'll... I'll I've mentioned the, the younger children, uh, uh, and I'll have a we'll have a little story about the older children now, so it, so it, so it fits in. Um, when we go to work with say year eight, year nine, um, obviously they've got other things they need to be thinking about in their life pretty quickly, like their GCSE options, depending on when they take them in their school, um, and then of course, what are they going to do after that? Because obviously, if they've got a pathway where they want to go and do um, engineering projects, they need to scale back from, if I'm going to go to university or get an apprenticeship, I need to do DSA levels, therefore I need to do these GSCCSEs, mm -hmm. so I need to be making those decisions now. <clears throat> so it's about helping them with those skills. So we will, uh, at the end of our slides for those older children, say, right, the skills that you've done today or that you will do today will help you in these particular areas. So, for example, we have actually, we've visited ARU, which I know is where you work, um, last summer. Um, no, how was it when I, why was I not around? This isn't <laughs> because fair. Because it was, uh, so... <laughs> Don't tell me we, the duck was there. Don't tell me that UK Lego duck was there, Phil, because that will break my heart. The duck was not there. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, carry on with your story. <laughs> uh, and that was a, um, a day where families were coming in to basically learn, use the Lego to learn about career options because it was opening the door for the university to say, well, these are the skills that you've learned, and actually we do these courses. So, you know, maybe in later life, think about us. Um, uh, and this is the area that you might want to go into. So uh, we can uh, we can come again with the duck this time for you, Potty. <laughs> We're definitely going to have to follow up on this after the show, I think, Phil. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so it's about opening those options because I'm sure we can all relate to when we were in year eight, year nine, or was when we were... No, actually, I was in year nine. I was in the first year of year nine. That gives my age away. So I was in the second year of secondary school, and then I went to year nine. It took me a turn to work out what was going on. Um, so it's that when you're 14, what what am I going to do with the rest of my life? What am I going to do mm -hmm. when I leave school? I don't know. Some do, which is absolutely fantastic, and they've got their path, and they're off, and they're doing what they're going to do. The majority don't. So it's giving them the skills and the opportunities to go, these are the skills. You enjoyed that. 
have you thought about a career in X, Y, Z? And that might be engineering, it might be computer science, it might be um, bio, um, chemical engineering. <coughs> because all of those skills have been touched on in that particular lesson or that session. And it just opens up further conversations they can have. You know, with their parents, did you go to university? What's it like? Um, I would like to go on certain open days. I want to find out what apprenticeships are out there in my local area. Um, you know, uh, and these companies, these big companies um, are after the next set of employees. So, you know, you've got big, massive construction projects happening. Uh, we are working with some. I can't go into the full details, but they're looking at the, the staff they're going to get in the next 25 years. Well, they're primary school children now. So they're working with schools to introduce sessions with our help to say, are kids interested in engineering, science, mm -hmm. um, these skills? Because we need to switch them on now so they continue with that interest when they go through school. And then when they get to 12, 13, 14, they go, actually, I want to be a civil engineer. I want to go and work in the nuclear industry. I want to go and work in medical research because I've got an interest from an early age. And obviously there's lots of interests competing for our young people's attention mm -hmm. uh, as soon as they have gone through the education system. Exactly, so, exactly. And I think it's, it's never too early that we should be driving for that aspiration and ambition in our young people. So if, if we can do it through igniting that curiosity through play, like that's absolutely. a win-win, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, play is, we all do it. We still do it, even though, uh, we admit we don't, we all play, uh, it's fun, it's engaging, but we learn so much when we're doing it. Uh, and that's a really, really powerful message. Definitely, so powerful. Um, so the next the next question I want to go on to now then, Phil, you've, you've kind of told us quite nicely how Lego is used in, in these sessions. What else can Lego education be used for? Uh, well, obviously you've got your lessons in the box, you've, you've got special days we can come and work on a, uh, a, spe a specific project and just to mention on that we work with the school on an individual basis so if you have a particular need or requirement we will tailor that day around what you want so we don't just say here's what we do pick one off the shelf we really mm -hmm. do want to work with the schools on that consultancy basis to say this is what we can do what do you want and then we'll go away we'll plan something we'll present it to that school to say does this does this meet your requirements normally the answer is yes uh, and then we come and deliver that day so they, the schools they've all got different focuses that they want to focus on for particular things so we will work with you on that for exactly what you want to get out of the day but where else can it be used obviously you it lends itself really really well to after school clubs or lunchtime clubs so oh yeah of course a, definitely yeah you might have a robotics need or you know i've always wanted to have a robotics club but we can't um we can't afford the sets. Well, actually, getting some Lego education sets works with the curriculum, but it also, the same kit can be used after school mm -hmm. for, um, you know, a robotics club. Um, there that is sounds also, cool. There is also the first Lego League, uh, which is a national, which is actually an international competition. So schools can enter. Um, they do have to pay to enter, but um, they get some Lego sent to them. They will need a box of Spike Essentials or Spike Prime. Uh, and they basically have a set of challenges to complete, depending on the age of the children. Um, so they present their ideas at a regional 
competition, so they get off-site uh, and they will present their ideas and they will compete against other schools. Um, <clears throat> and then they will, if they are successful, they'll go through to a national final, and this year it's in Harrogate. Um, and if you're successful through that, you then go away and represent internationally. So there's opportunities to do that. So, you know, that could start from an after school with a Lego club. Um, we can support you with that. Uh, in getting you up and running so the next lego league season would start in august so oh wow September. Uh, and it runs every year um and it runs till about the end of march april so then you get the summer term to recover relax and go again um for, for when the new the new season comes out so for example uh last last year it was it was called cargo connect and it was about moving energy around uh this year it's called super powered so it's, it's all about moving power and different things around. So there's lots of different challenges. Uh, and Lego work with uh, First Lego League, so, which is an, uh, a company in the States. Um, and they put together the challenge. And that's a global challenge that happens every year. Uh, wow. And, we, and we've been involved in that this year, just with supporting schools and supporting events that are running those regional, um, you know, regional Lego events as well. Um, but we can certainly help you with more information about what's going to be happening next year when we find out um, over the summer. Wow, amazing. So here I was, Phil, thinking we were just going to come and talk about how we use Lego in the classroom. And now you've told me about these national and global competitions. It sounds amazing. Absolutely. Fantastic. It's really awe-inspiring when you watch some of the videos on YouTube about what their children have come up with. Um, and whilst it is a competition, they're not just... Uh, assessed on what they do and what mm -hmm. they build they're they're assessed on how they behave and what their professionalism is like so there's lots of different ways that they can gain points so it's not just a free-for-all of we've got the best model that's excellent that's that's so important as well <coughs> isn't it just having that healthy competition but but yeah. knowing that it's bigger than the competition itself Absolutely. And it, and it just underpins all the skills that we've talked about this morning and what Lego education is about that learning through play, resilience, 21st century skills about, you know, how do I get better? Uh, what do I need to do to improve? Um, and small incremental changes that they can make. Um, but it's absolutely fantastic what you can do with some plastic bricks. Amazing. It really is. And I mean, just thinking how bringing this hands on learning, this purposeful play into our classrooms, we can really, you know, just re-engage our learners and, and really nurture those skills that you've mentioned today, feel like the STEM and the STEAM. Is that right? With an A in there as well. And there um, is, there's a there's a big debate on whether it's STEM or STEAM. Um, <laughs> what, what's so, your opinion? Uh, they're both is correct and fantastic. I'm not here to annoy <laughs> anyone. Um, okay. Obviously, st STEM has been around for longer, and then the A has been added. Um, and what does Lego, that? What does the A stand for? I think the A is arts. I'm going to have to look that up now because I'm about to make a fool of myself. Um, <laughs> but um, all of the um, the Lego education. I can, I can hear you searching. <laughs> yeah, all of Matt, the Lego education us. things is, um, is is STEAM. So um, it's um, uh, that's what it is. It is arts. Interesting. And we can really see see how Lego, yeah, Lego lends itself to the arts, of course, through that that yeah. design and you know those design skills that Lego brings to the table. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, we keep being we hear in the news all the time about you know students need X, Y, and Z skills. Um, you know, and Steam 
or STEM, whatever you want to call it, um, skills run through everything that we do in life. You know, the problem solving, the, um, the, the resilience, um, the trial and error, you know, these are all skills that we need in our daily life. I mean, you know, your television stops working. You've got to get it working again if you want to use it. So it's trial and error. You, you'll check the batteries in the remote. You'll check the connection. You'll check X, Y, and Z. But if you don't do it, you don't just give up and look at a blank screen. You get it working. That's right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Let's not feed the consumer society and just buy a new TV. Let's let's yeah. be more Phil. <laughs> let's be yeah. more problem solving. And I like that. Good. And that's what we want, isn't it? Starting our, our young people, because I, I agree with you as well, even sometimes with adult learners at university, kind of when you shared that anecdote, Phil, that when you give them a box of Lego, sometimes your learners are like, where are the instructions? I see that sometimes even with adult students, if I give them a very open-ended or, or like a cold task, as we sometimes called it in the primary school, they can be a bit overwhelmed, like where do I start? So if we're using things Absolutely. like like Lego education in the primary school through, you know, partnering with with yourself and with GTEC, this is a great way we're encouraging people to, you know, be in the driving seat a bit more, I think. We do have a bit of learned helplessness in, in some learners, I think. And actually something like Lego just, just makes them try, doesn't it? It's an absolute fantastic vehicle to, as a starting point to get to a bigger problem mm -hmm. as well. So this is now, we're talking outside of the lesson plans. Um, so you might build a model uh, or build something to do with the concept uh, because then you can say that, right, my learners have now got a basic model of what happens. So we understand how this bridge is going to work or how this tent is going to operate or how the movement is going to be and then you can start to take that skill and that understanding into right we're going to turn some plastic bricks into a bridge across a motorway and it's got to be able to do these bits on our criteria sheet um, and you know just using that as a basis to say right everyone's now upskilled to this level we can now scaffold and build on top of that mm -hmm. to get to our end needs and of course that happens from you know year one to postgraduate students so that's where you, that's where your scope is that you can go with this amazing that's fantastic well phil i can't believe we've only got eight minutes left and i've got two more questions <laughs> if that's okay Absolutely i feel like I would, i'd love to talk, talk to you all day i can't believe it's you know time flies when you're having fun doesn't it it certainly um, does and that's what we get here we hear all the time oh we've got to pack up <laughs> yeah i was gonna say i bet your lessons do fly by and <coughs> and like I say, I remember that it was one thing that my learners always look forward to was our Lego education um, sessions. So for anyone listening who's feeling really inspired about talking to you, talking to GTEC a bit more about how to get started with Lego education, what, what would you say? What are the kind of next steps for anyone who wants to give this a try? So on our website, and it's been mentioned, but I will mention it again. If you go to www.gtech.co.uk forward slash Lego, and if you end up at the Hoover Company, you've gone the wrong one. So, <laughs> that. Um, so it's the blue icon. So it's G-E-T-E-C-K. So GTEC. Um, if you type in GTEC Education into Google, you will find us. Um, there's a form on there, and if you complete that form, it will register your interest, uh, and then we will come in contact with you uh, to discuss your requirements and your needs, uh, and we can arrange a session for you for us to come into school and demonstrate it for you. Um, so that's what you can do. 
Oh my goodness, yeah. it's that simple. Just go onto the GTEC website G-Tech and fill website. in a form. Yeah. Okay, um, I love this. <laughs> and as I say, if, if a Hoover turns up, you've gone onto the wrong website. I can't be held responsible for that. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, we, de- we definitely we want more Lego ducks, less Hoovers. So, um, and we'll share the website. So, getech.co.uk. Um, yeah. And just register their interest. Fantastic. And I love what you yeah. said earlier, Phil, how um, at GTEC, you really make those bespoke packages. It's not about just thinking one size fits all. You really get to know the school, know the setting, and, and provide the right kind of uh, workshops and things for them, don't you? Absolutely. I mean, I mentioned lesson plans earlier on. Uh, going back to support, uh, if people want to go on to, um, the, uh, to search Lego Education on, on the internet, you can go and freely find available all of the lesson plans that are there, and you can see how it works. Uh, and it's a nice five E model that they use, uh, and it breaks it down, and it gives you a full, detailed lesson plan of how you can use this stuff. We will take you through that uh, and show you how you can work. It's got differentiation in there. It's got extension strategies. And the absolute gold dust, in my opinion, is that link to the national curriculum standards, the educational standards for your country. So for England, that's the national curriculum. For other countries, if you click on the flag, as I mentioned earlier, it will take you to your educational standards for your country. Wow, fantastic. So helpful. Everything in in one place. I mean, who would not want such a simple way to bring joy and curiosity to our curriculum? So, um, Phil, before I ask my last question, can you also, I know you've told us about the GTEC website, um, maybe a couple of Twitter handles where we might find you or find GTEC? Yes, absolutely. So uh, on Twitter, if you type in um, at GTEC underscore schools, uh, that will get us to the landing page for GTEC schools. Um, I tag it into my post quite a lot. Uh, we've also got my um, web, uh, my Twitter handle, which is at one number one Phil Wheeler. So you can go on there, and I can send you into the right direction. Uh, that's not a problem. And of course, the duck would not be happy with me if he <laughs> get his plug. Um, so it's at UK Lego Duck. Um, and again, he also links into the GTEC website, um, <clears throat> but he is very demanding about his questions, but he is more than <laughs> happy to help uh, and come out and um, show what you can do with the boxes. Okay, I'm, I'm going to officially put this out onto Teachers Talk Radio. My yeah. goal for 2023 somehow is to have a selfie of me with the UK Lego Duck. I don't know, Phil, if we can make this happen, if you can make this happen for me. You're like the Noel Edmonds of the Lego education world. <laughs> if we can the make duck, this happen, I'll be very happy. <laughs> the Duck is agreeing to this. He's looking at me going, yeah, why not? Let's get this done. Amazing. Um, So, Phil, just before we go, just got a last couple of minutes. I want to go back to one of the very first things you said on the start of your show, (coughs) which was um, how you had rediscovered your childhood box of Lego uh, Mm, from many moons ago. And I'm just interested because I know when I was faced with a box of Lego, there were certain things I always wanted to build. So if the question is, if we gave you a box of Lego right now, what would you build? What was that one thing you always loved to build as a child? Um, I suppose if it's going back to the um, to the Lego Technic days of the of the big big box, it was that massive car, the the red and blue car with the big wheels, and that's still in the box. 
Um, and there was another one as well, which is the big yellow aeroplane or helicopter. I think it was an aeroplane. They were massive sets, um, you know, 30 years ago. Um, and, I, and they are in the box. They are ready to go at some point when I get an opportunity. So it would be visiting those again uh, and just seeing actually doing it again as an adult. Does it still give me the same joy? Can I remember where I was when I was building it the first time? Mm-hmm. Um uh, and do that but um, if I was to build something right now I would go into my many boxes of Lego uh, and probably dig out the hubs uh, and, and and just just build something and see it see it see what it works code something have a play around with it um, see what I build just come up with something so cool thank you Phil and I hope if you do rebuild your red car and your yellow air vehicle that you get some photos on Twitter I know I love following you on Twitter so hopefully if anyone else follows you at number one Phil Wheeler um we can see your builds when you finally get around to it this year (laughs) fantastic yeah absolutely and um obviously the duck will be posting um some more pictures of what students actually build when we go out and about as well oh wonderful that would be great for safeguarding purposes, obviously, but we will get pictures of what they've produced, which obviously you can use on your own school websites and university websites, but we will promote what Lego fun has been had with your school. Amazing. Thank you so much, Phil, coming in to talk to us about the great work that you and GTEC are doing out in our schools. Uh, we'll make sure we get sharing all your social medias for everyone to get following. I just want to thank you so much for your time today. Thank you very much, Poppy, for having us on. And I look forward to speaking to you really soon, Phil. Cheers. Thank you very much. Have a good weekend. And you. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live and listen back at ttradio.org. We look forward to hearing from you next time on Teachers Talk Radio. This is Teachers Talk Radio and you are listening live.